You are listening to the WW Phil Podcast, your guide to feel good. Phil is an everyday guy who wanted to feel good. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Now let's join our host, Phil, for today's conversation about wellness and feeling good. Hey, family, what's going on? It is Thursday night, and I am very, very excited for this live. It is a repeat offender. She's been here before. The lovely Michelle is going to be here tonight. Hello, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. Made it through another Thursday? Another, well, sorry. As I'm doing my volume. Yep, made it through another Thursday. How about you? It was a good day. Very busy. Had lots going on. Lots of projects and stuff I got going on right now. So working on that. And uh, this week's a little different because Crystal went back to work, physically being gone all day. So we have a little help that is here helping us during the day to watch the kid. And we're we're making that work. So That's good. Oh, I wish I could see her. She's probably so much fun, though. Oh, you know, if (laughs) if you can if you can tolerate a six or seven year old, you know, for that many hours of the day, then. And it's no, probably I a miss, good thing. I miss, the kids, <laughs> I miss the kids at work. So it's like, yeah, I could do it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love playing with her. She's, she's tons of fun. And when I have time going on bike rides and stuff like that, we do that. Uh, All the energy she's... in the world. Oh, yeah. Like plenty. Plenty. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing how much energy they are. That's, I guess that's one they get to sleep 10 or 11 hours a day. Cause, exactly. you know. <laughs> and then the perspective they have on life is just the best. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad we get to do this again. We I did know, it you know, at the so end of the year, right after Christmas. And uh, there were some people I think that were not able to tune in. And back then I wasn't recording it because I wasn't wise. But now I'll record them and we'll yeah. get it on the internet. And, and I'm not as nervous this time. So it's like all good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't know why you'd be nervous. It's just you hanging out and talk to me and we do that no, every day anyway. So I know. <laughs> that's cool. Well, we can do a little bit of a recap and then just kind of go from there. But uh, for everybody that would rewatch this, kind of tell them like what your uh, experience with with the WW is kind of how it kind of came into your life and you may be thinking that WW would be a path that you would choose. All right. Well, Hmm. It's about like seven years now, actually. But my mom got diagnosed with diabetes and I was always overweight as like a kid. So it was just kind of like a scare for me because I was like, oh, God, my mom's going to get healthy. Like, I got to get healthy. I don't want to be, you know, not helping her as she's doing that. Um, So she didn't uh, join WW. She just um, decided to listen to her doctor and go with like for the diabetes. But I just need like that extra support. Yeah. So I joined then and it was great. And I loved it right from the start. I loved like workshops. I always did workshops right from the beginning. Um, Cause I need that extra, like, let's talk to people and just hear ideas and recipes and just that like love. And yeah, my problem is like coming from a, a family with um, like addictions and, you know, obsessions and stuff. I kind of, when I hit goal the first time, it was like, okay, well, now what? Like, I was dealing with a lot with, like, my dad being an alcoholic at the time, and it was kind of like, well, now what? Like, I have nothing to control. Like, when the yeah. numbers went down, it felt great. So that was kind of when, like, things took, like, a turn for me with my eating disorder, and I would just be eating, like, nothing all day, and it was scary, yet I wasn't admitting, like, that was the problem, and I'd be in these, like, binge restrict cycles and so I had to stop WW for a while when I was in treatment and in the center in the city and then eventually when I got out of the center and I got like a healthier relationship my nutritional therapist gave me permission to go back to have like that support so it's kind of like the support group that you get in a treatment and but it's different it's like the same but it's different and it's just great because it it's kind of like reinforcing what I've learned to find the balance. And it's not always about the food and, you know, it's about what's in us deep down and it's the emotion. And that's what we have to deal with first before we can even deal with any of the food, because yeah, you could lose all the weight in the world. And then like I did, it was like, well, I'm not going to deal with all that outside stuff. And then you kind of hit this like road where you're like, well, I don't know what the heck I'm doing now. So I kind of had to really work on myself and actually find who I am as a person before I was able to go back and realize it's not about the food and it never was about the food. It's yeah. just kind of 
kind of like a mask. Like it was kind of like my alcohol of choice or my drug of choice. And yeah. Like my dad went down the route with alcohol and I did it with the food. And it's just that control factor that we're always looking for. So, but now it's just, I love it because it teaches me that balance that I need. And, you know, and you can eat whatever you want and there's no... Like, it's not like obsessive with the measuring and the tracking because I did that too with like calorie counting and all that and me it just becomes obsessive and it puts like all this power over it but because you're allowed to to have whatever you want and and just have that support in the community I think is just wonderful and we all I feel like anybody needs that in life no matter if you're on this journey or another journey Absolutely. it's just that having those people that have that common I get you kind of yeah, yeah, you know, like you're okay, and yeah, I've been there. So. yeah, it absolutely. There's, I mean, there's a, something to be said for that thing where you realize that that your body, the the way your body is currently, is not the most jacked up, broke down thing. Uh, a lot of a lot of the way our body responds is because it has to kind of adapt to our behaviors, and most of our behaviors come from what's going on in our head. Some of those, sometimes behavior, good, bad, misbehavior, whatever, can be for a really good legitimate reason. Like it is okay right now that you have sadness in your heart because yeah. someone really important to you has passed away. And it's okay yeah. if you go to the refrigerator and you make that feel a little bit better for right now. Exactly. It's not okay if you do that and then you like continually beat yourself up and think that your value or your worth is diminished because you had an extra, doing. an extra cookie. Doing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's great. So, I, I, I want to kind of dig back in because maybe so that everybody would kind of understand that not only did you have this perception of weight, this amount you wanted to lose, but then it went wrong the wrong way. Like yeah. you went down to where you wanted to be unhealthily skinny. Yeah. And, and but, I, but still, yet yeah. that's still a behavior modification that's very similar to what it looks like to be going the wrong way on the upside. So talk about that, what it was like to be down there in that moment and, you know, seeing yourself in those pictures where you, you have the body that maybe you, you had the thought in your mind, that's the body that I wanted, but then you, you had the, the awareness to realize that I can't attain, sustain, achieve that body. That's not a healthy body. That person wasn't healthy. So talk about some of that. Um, it's actually scary. And, um, you know, looking back at pictures now, like sometimes you kind of like miss that body. And it was like, okay, why was I complaining that I wasn't, you know, thin enough or whatever. But I never saw myself as as thin as I was that it was so scary that like people around me were like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? Like, I was cold, my hands would turn blue, I would get blisters on my hands because I was so cold, I was passing out constantly. Um, I couldn't even like, just function throughout the day I had like brain fog all day long my anxiety like I have anxiety now but it was through the roof then yeah and it was because I wasn't giving my body nutrients that it really needed to even just get through the day and I constantly was abusing myself with exercise and using exercise in the wrong way as like a punishment for myself and I never truly accepted me as me and I and with body dysmorphia and everything, I didn't see myself as, you know, everybody's like, are you okay, Michelle? Like, you need yeah. to, you're getting too skinny. And I was like, no, you're wrong. Like, I'm fat and I'm huge. Yeah. But it was the mindset, because, like, I've learned, like, you can't feel fat. Like, yeah. you, it, that's, fat is just a word, and it's just describing things. You can't feel that. That's not an emotion. Yeah. We kind of feel that because we're trying not to feel the feeling. So... I had to deal with all of that first. And it was scary because like I was going to doctors and they're like, oh, well, you're going to have heart damage. Your, your heart's not so good. And I'm passing out constantly. And I'm like, why am I passing out? Like, and it was so scary. Yet I wouldn't admit that like, well, it's because you're not feeding yourself the food yeah. that you need to live. And it was so scary that, and like, I have like a thing where I would like not eat and then I would abuse like laxatives and it was really scary. And then, when I got into the center, it was kind of, well, it was before the center. And I went to one last nutrition and they were, nutritionist and they were like, you either have to go to like a, a center where you're not sleeping over or you have to go and you got to go to like California and that's it. And I didn't want to leave my husband. I didn't want to leave my mom. Yeah. So that kind of like scared me. And that's where like the binging started to happen because I was like, well, let me just eat all this food at one time because then I'm going to get healthy and I don't need to do any treatment. 
And a I quick fix. It, yeah. And it, yeah, I gained the weight back, but that still wasn't healthy. So I had to kind of just unlearn to relearn mm -hmm. again. And I'm kind of blessed that I had like as scary as it was and everything. I'm kind of blessed that I had that second chance. I always say like, this is my second chance because I could have easily not been here anymore. And that's what's really scary. And I'm so thankful for the journey that I've been on to be given this opportunity to find who I am as a person now and explore life as how beautiful it is. So the whole thing with like bodies, I still have days now where I'm like, who, who, yeah, it took me, I got married right before I got to my lowest weight. So I was kind of like, I was too thin at that point too, for like me as a person. Huge. And after the wedding, Lock it up was, a little bit. yeah, it was kind of just scary, yeah. but I got worse after my wedding. And, um, I looked back, I took me like a year to even make my wedding album or get my wedding video because I could not look at myself without wishing I was that. And it took a lot of healing before I could even like have those pictures hanging around my apartment now. And, and I look back and I love those pictures because that was like the happiest day of my life. Yet it was one of the lowest moments of my life. So it's like weird to me. And yeah, I always say like, I don't regret, but I wish I could go back in the mindset that I was now to really, because it's okay. It's not about the dress. It's not about what I looked like in those pictures. And yeah. I feel like my happiness now is like kind of better than that body. Yet yeah. at moments, then talk to me when I'm at a low and I'm like, well, I wish I had that body again. But yeah. it's it's kind of crazy. And I kind of look at, at our bodies now in a totally different way. I look at it as like, this body gets me from there. And it's getting me through this journey. And I have to take care of it. Yeah, and absolutely. And I, f I think I've said this to you multiple times as we've talked and stuff like that. But like that whole thing in the aspect of going back and like re being present in those memories and correcting the established connection between those memories and those emotions that you had in that time is so healing for our brain to realize that when we don't do that we carry these misspent emotions and we carry these misspent memories and we don't connect them together then we often carry them as a burden not as the actual testimony of the trueness of our life and then when we do that we bring them back together in a healthy way and we tell that story then we go back and we can make sense of a past that doesn't make sense when it stands alone. And how we correct that is the loving of the younger us. And mm -hmm. I've, I know I've talked to you before yeah. about that, being able to, to love her, even though she made decisions that you wouldn't make now, I've had to do the same for myself, you know, in, in different areas of my life. Uh, but, you know, loving, loving yourself, you know, post going through a, a traumatic thing sometimes it's hard and sometimes it, it comes with a lot of deep feels and stuff like that can you talk about how how you've been able to successfully navigate like you know you, you said you finally could go through the album and do the picture but there had to be the some serious mental contemplation that you went through to realize that it was it's okay to have done the best that i could because i didn't give up and i'm here today and this person can be proud of me through all that journey. And that journey got me to here rather than some other random place that, that I could define as maybe being better because I didn't go through a, a struggle. But yet the struggle got me to here and I live in true happiness. So that's, that's one of the things that I think when we hold that value that we place on today, then we can say that going through all of the past to get to here really does have a meaning and a purpose. So how, how does that apply to you? Um. It's, I had to do a lot of work. Like I had to really work yeah. with my therapist and I had to work with nutritional therapists and I had to really work and dig deep to find out that root problem of what, what is causing it. And I'm a very anxious person my whole life. And, and like mm -hmm. you said, you have to like kind of thank that younger self for where I am today. And to even get to the point of looking at pictures, I just had to accept myself for me now. And I yeah. had to accept myself for myself then and even before then when I was at my heaviest like I had to learn to accept 
that's me. And yeah. I'm going to be changing for the rest of my life. And that's just normal. Bodies change. And it's just that mental work of realizing, like, we're more than what we think sometimes. And our thoughts don't define us. And they don't, they're not always true. And you just yeah. have to kind of let them flow down the stream. And you, okay, I'm thinking this, and it has to go. And it goes yeah. down the stream, and it leaves you. Because if we hold on to those thoughts, or I held on to how, oh, well, that's the perfect body that I was on my wedding day, I would never be able to really appreciate those pictures and love them like I do now. Yeah. And it's not, and I don't look at them now as like, oh, you know, oh, I look so terrible now. Like I, I thank myself that, you know, yeah, that was a low time, but if I didn't have that low, yeah, I wouldn't be here, like you said before. And it's just, it's kind of like amazing that people and myself can just evolve in, like you can learn so yeah. much about your life and we have to just accept that and, you know, just change. And I, I always think of like, kind of trust yourself through it. And trust is one of like those things that's the hard, that was like the hardest part of my recovery journey. Yeah. And all my therapists were like, you got to just trust yourself. And it was just kind of like letting go. Like they say, yeah. like all the things you cannot control. Sometimes you have to just trust yourself and think like, I can't always control even what's going on. I have to just let it go and let it yeah. be. My favorite thing to say is just be still with it. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, it's, it's really easy uh, because the being still the, the, the thing that we end up left with in, because we eliminate doing, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes the the answer doesn't require require doing now it might require some thought processes and thinking through things and like that and i think we have a lot of opportunity for mental growth on this uh on this journey especially on the weight loss side of it uh in the aspect of so much of the success of this journey comes from how you maintain your relationship with food mm -hmm. uh as you move food away from uh being like the emotional satisfaction that you desire to be more of just a fuel for your body. Uh, it's, it's a really healthy thing. And mm -hmm. some people struggle with that. And some people will always have that emotional tie and that's okay. Uh, but for them, there's still so many other far reaching tools that go alongside of that, that allow us to, to bring in the sustainability of how we think about food with the mindset and how we act, do actively move our bodies and stuff like that. So, I know that uh, bar has been a really like a strong thing for you. Has that been uh, equally like physical as well as mental for you to, to get into that space and to get your body moving and clear some of these thoughts out? Definitely. Um, I actually say it's like my hour of therapy and um, I need it now. And like, yeah. I always like in the past, like, as a child, I hated working out. At my heaviest, it was like, couldn't even get me to walk in Disney World without complaining that I, like, wanted to walk. And I love Disney. And um, I never wanted to. But then when I got into, like, my lowest of low, I used exercise as such a punishment. And I was doing it, like, three or four times a day, like, crazy. And everything revolved around, like, I can't anything until I exercise because I can't eat unless I exercise kind of thing and I abused it and it wasn't fun and it was a punishment so I had to stop for a while and then I started walking which is something that I still do it brings me so much joy just being out in nature so I used it as like a form of self-care yeah after a while I was allowed to back into my life and I didn't want to do the cardio classes that I brought back like too many triggers for me and I tried them at first because like oh I loved that and then I was like in the gym crying and I had to leave like it just brought back too much for me so what I did was one of my nutritional therapists was like oh yeah. well if you can't clear your head for yoga yet why don't you try bar because it's kind of like a mixture of things so I was like all right I'll try it whatever after the first class they literally in the mirror was because they have mirrors all over the thing I cried in my first class because I was like, wow, my body can do that. Like, thank you. Yeah. And I, and that's the first time ever I looked into a mirror at a gym class and didn't rip myself apart. And I was like, this is it. This is for me. And I loved it. And it's like an hour where I don't think about anything, but that yeah. class. and it's, 
it's amazing. And even like during this whole thing where the gyms are closed and everything, like we have it on Instagram live and they do the classes and it, I still make sure it's my time and I focus in and it, I don't think about anything else. And even though it's not the same as being in the class, yeah. it's just something for me that I need to do a couple of times a week. And it really just, it, I don't know, it makes me a happier person. And yeah, I yeah, enjoy it. absolutely. So how, how do you think it, I always ask this, uh, if you don't do it, mm -hmm. what do you, what do you have to look out for? Oh, I have to look out for my mental health. Definitely. And also I notice on days where I'm like, not admitting my emotions i'm like i'm not going to go to class today and i i have to have people like matt or my mom be like why aren't you going tonight like uh, it, unless it's like a day yeah. where i need to rest or like in the middle i'm like i'm gonna cancel and that's when like matt or my mom's like well why are you gonna cancel because then that's my moment i still am struggling with like f living in the gray like i i have it some days and then some days i'm to that black or white extreme of like I'm going to restrict and be so good because it's like when things I still go back to those things. So in my nothing phase, it's like, well, I'm not going to do bars. Yeah. So I'm going to eat my feelings and I'm going to do blah, 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 because that's whatever. I'm not working out today. So I really use that as like, well, why aren't you working out? And it's kind of like you have to tune in with yourself and ask yourself like, well, why am I doing this? Is something bothering you or do I really need a rest day? So it's kind of like, I don't know, you've got to talk to yourself. As funny as that sounds, like, like, am I not doing this for the right reason? Or am I doing this too much? Because, like, that, I can go that extreme, too. So I have to be like, well, you're doing too many days in a row. Like, you got to stop. Why am I doing too many days in a row? So that's a lot of talking to myself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think a lot of that is, is – uh you know, is built through healthy habits and mm -hmm. uh, allowing our bodies to get used to that. It's the same way with tracking food. Like, like there's always an opportunity to make a poor decision when you're presented with a poor, with a poor opportunity, you know, like somebody hands you chocolate cake, I want to eat it. Like, so exactly. then you have, then, then you have to do that mental work and figure out, mm -hmm. well, is this worth it now? Because it's here, it's present, or is it not? Because I have some, overarching goal that doesn't include that yeah you know and then you know as i always say like you have to navigate through your regret and shame you know, i eat this i'm gonna feel shame if i don't well i'll walk yeah. away with so much regret that i really wish i would later and i'll go ahead and eat the three little debbie cakes so it's the same way with activity and moving our body that like if we build in the healthy habit that we do it and don't try to talk ourselves out of it so I've, i think it's great that you have those people that will ask for you that is just one more way for you to put a fail safe in your plan of saying listen this is a priority for me it is so much a priority that i want to empower people to help me make the decision that i want to make when i'm in my right good healthy logical mind and yep. that's how that's what pre-tracking does with food that's what making a plan to do activity does it helps you make that decision and you can stick to that decision you can trust it and honor it you can always be flexible and change it i'm not saying that but that's that's one great thing about doing ww this way that it's so flexible yet can be so preventative as well and yeah. not restrictive but preventative so like you can keep you from going off the track you have way ability to pre-track like I, I know in one of my meetings one of my friends says she every thursday uh fellow ww coach she says i plan on having a glass of wine on thursday night because i work the ww job and i work my real job and when i'm home i'm beat down tired and i want that wine so on sundays when the reset comes on the tracker she tracks her wine on thursday so the whole day of thursday she sees that lower number and that is saved back. And that plan allows success to happen because you can logically see that you're going to, you're going to see those numbers and you make the, a, a choice like that. So it's, I think it's great that you have that kind of thing. And I know you ask me and other people, I'm sure uh, to say, what do you think about this? I want your yeah, opinion and, and exactly. like, empower people to speak into your life that aren't living and walking in that emotion that says, Oh my gosh, another protein bar, even though a protein bar is good for me, yeah. would fix my problem. You know, like it's, it's still calories and points and all the exactly. things. So that's, that's awesome that you do it. So I feel like we have uh, to uh, go ahead. Yes, for help. Like, what were you I, say? 
I feel like we always have to ask for help because I, that's like when I, that's kind of a red flag is when I start to isolate and I don't, cause I'm like afraid like to ask like, cause I don't want to seem like I'm being weak. But I think we're stronger when we actually ask for that help or reach out to people and be like, Hey, like I'm feeling this right now. Can I talk to you about it? Because for so long yeah. I isolated and I didn't want to do that. Cause I was like, no, no, I could do this. But really it's not weak to ask for help. It's, it's kind of the opposite and we need, that's why we have people in our lives and that's why we have this community and yeah. the workshops and everything. So we're, we're, we're kind of together and you're not alone and yeah. we just help each other, which is the best part of this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's the, the more like deeper root of what we're digging into is not just asking for help. It's clearing the path in our minds that says, when I ask for help, I am not inconveniencing someone else because we don't do or ask for help a lot because we think, Oh, well, it's just going to bother them or it's being, you know, that's, that's not what living life, the better together mentality is like better together is even if it is an inconvenience, if you call or text at the wrong time, I'm still going to make you a priority because I value you. And a lot of that value comes from accepting that value. There's a lot of us, that know we need help, but we won't ask for help because we think it's going to inconvenience someone else. When the same person, if they called us, we would drop everything, everything. We to yep, help them. Exactly. But we won't do it for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the same way we talk about it all the time. WW every quarter comes out with a weekly that talks about or says something along the lines of like you would never say that to someone else. Why do you say that to yourself? Well, there's also these aspects of you, you never put these restrictions and these hurdles that you have to jump on yourself that you would never put in somebody else. And the truth about like food, I think, and you can tell me what you think about this, is very, very, very often, like a high percentage of the time, the need that we have is not to eat. Yeah. Because very, very rarely do us modern Americans, and there could be people from Europe and stuff who's watching as well, but I think they're pretty much similar to us in the yeah. aspect. They've never run to the low end of their stomach ability. Now, there may be people that didn't get to eat breakfast and they skip lunch, and now at dinner time they're super hungry. If you feel that need, you should eat. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But after you've had a full meal and you're sitting on the couch and something in you is telling you eat, there's a need in there. Exactly. And getting to that place where we can put enough stops around us that says, I need to diagnose my need, not my want. I need to diagnose what my behavior response needs to be in that situation. So tell me some of the things that you do to do that. And I know that you, like talking with people like me and texting and saying, I'm thinking about eating yeah. this right now because this is the way I feel. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me what you do and share with some ideas. It actually, it, it's one of the hardest it's one of the hardest parts of this journey is actually admitting like, okay, it's not that I need this food. And my problem even in the past was that I would restrict so much. So I actually needed that food, but I also needed it because I was restricting because I was masking my emotions. So yeah. I always ask myself like, am I hungry or cause maybe I really am hungry because I yeah. go into these traps of not eating enough on purpose. So it's kind of like, well, now I'm going to eat the foods that I tell myself no all day because I need to feel this feeling of sadness or yeah. uh, anger or whatever emotion it is. But even like after I eat something or I get back from a walk and I'm like, uh, I need to snack right now and I don't want dinner because I need this like junk food. Like I have to like stop. And I kind of, um, yeah. I I always think like, that our food that we eat is secondary and everything else around us is primary. So I have to like check in with my primary food. So I always think of it yeah. like that. So that's my emotions. That's my environment. That's my relationships. That's my job. Like just asking myself, well, what's going on around me before I go to those secondary foods. Now, let me tell yeah. you, sometimes it's not, not easy at all. And I don't do that. And I go right to the food, but I've learned like, you got to just kind of, again, it's as weird as it is, but talk to yourself and be like, what is out of line? Like, what's out of balance in my life right now? 
yeah. that I'm craving these things that I normally don't crave. And I know I crave these things because something's wrong or something's yeah. missing. Maybe I feel alone. Like some days when I'm alone, like that's when I'm like, well, I need that food because I'm lonely. And I can't yeah. just say like, hey, I'm lonely right now. Like I'm just yeah. going to go grab whatever is in the cabinet. But journaling helps me so much. And kind of even, even if I say I, I eat the emotional food, I always journal afterwards because it takes the power out of what went on and it kind of like makes it like, it's not so bad and everything could be okay. And just kind of let it flow down and get all those thoughts out, pen to paper, and it leaves your mind and it gives you like a fresh space. Yeah. So I just kind of check in with myself or I put on, I don't know, some music or I put on a TV show or I read a book or my thing is like, cause I'm such a grandma is a word search book or something. And I try to do that for a little bit to be like, okay, am I hungry? Cause if in 30 minutes, I'm still hungry, go eat. But if yeah. I could stop it for even just five minutes, half the time I don't need what I was craving. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard a coach say before, and it's probably quasi true, but like if an apple won't fix it, then maybe yeah. you're not hungry. Exactly. Or insert some other good thing, like if a handful of carrots or whatever. Exactly. Uh, it, it just, it's just, it just all boils down to how you, how you diagnose the need. Hey, I want to jump in here for just a second and take a pause, and we'll hear from one of our sponsors. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back. Now a message from our partners. Hey, family, have you heard about my friend, Lindsay? Yeah, the WW Pound Dropper. You know, she is amazing. She's a wife and a mom of three amazing kiddos. And you know, after a diagnosis of a life-threatening disease, she knew she really needed to make some changes to her approach in both food and in the kitchen cooking. So, after losing over 80 pounds on WW, which is amazing, for her, the recipe that got it all started... Her zero-point plain Jane cheesecake, you know, those Greek yogurt cheesecakes, they're yummy. They are a staple of hers and mine. She now has endless recipes of all types, really, from stroganoff to chocolate no-bake cookies, from plain Jane cheesecake to sausage and cheese biscuits, and literally everything in between. The Pound Dropper Tribe is active, and they are a force, so you should join us. And if you want to, you can find Miss Lynn's at thepounddropper.com or on Instagram at www.pounddropper. Now back to our host, WW Phil. So I know, and you talked about this before, but how do you combat the grace thing? And what I mean by that is like being able to give yourself some grace, even when the screw up happens, to not double down on that. And I know you've shared previously that you have a propensity to like say, well, I screwed up, but now I'm going to do this to myself to undo that. And knowing that that is not a gracious thing to do to ourselves. So how, how do you, how do you work with that? Cause there's, there's surely a lot of us, uh, especially on the high side of weight loss, that when we have a bad meal, we're like, screw it. And we have a bad week because whatever, like, you know, that whole screw it mentality. Or, you know, if I, if I eat the, the two cheeseburgers, well, I'll eat the pizza too, just to prove that I can do it. You know, like yeah. I've, I've had those thoughts, those kind mm -hmm. of things. So um, tell it's me about that. Like the all or nothing. Like I've learned that throughout everything. Cause I'm, I used to be, I mean, some days I am still, but I would be like, I'm going to be perfect, perfect, perfect. And then you eat like, oh, I'm going to have like a cake for birthday. Oh, I screwed it up. So let's just screw it. But no, like a meal is a meal is a meal. And uh, food is a food is a food. I kind of liked it. One of my therapists always said, like, they're not connected. So what I if I ate the cake for the birthday celebration, yeah. you didn't screw anything because the next thing that you put in your mouth can be healthy. And the next meal is yeah. not connected to what you just did. So I try to take everything day by day, meal by meal, moment by moment, because even when the binges happen now, like, you know, during this pandemic, things have happened because when I lose control or like there's the control around me is chaotic, I go to the food. And what I try to learn now is, okay, that happened, but it's not the end of the world. Like I have to now reflect on it so reflection really is the hardest part but 
I always kind of, well, why did that happen? I always ask why. It's okay that it happened, but why? And yeah. oftentimes I'm realizing what emotions are attached to that. And it kind of lets the power of the food go away. Food does not have power over us. And, and I, it's hard for us to realize like, okay, I had a piece of cake. Like you're not a screw up. You didn't do anything wrong. There's no power over that. You're not bad or good based on what you put into your body you are you as a person and that's what's the best thing about us so you have to like a dis distance yourself from the food a little bit and say hey that's food yeah. that's nourishment or enjoyment because we can have food for enjoyment but it's not attached to us it doesn't make us good or bad and just ask yourself well why did i need that extra or why did i go and emotionally eat and reflect and then move on like the next meal is in the next meal the next day has nothing to do with what happened. And that's kind of how I've learned to get over this. Like nothing's attached. It's just, it's just yeah. another meal. And I can pick right back up and I just track. And, and I've learned like tracking helps take the power out of it too. Because in the past, like when I would binge and I'd be like, well, whatever, like screw it. Okay, so now you did that and you still have that like hanging over your head. So the next day you wake up yeah. and you're like, well, I just did all this. If I put it in the tracker, it's like, okay, it's really not as bad as I think it is because I'm blowing it up yeah. to be this big, huge thing. So just kind of taking the power out of the food I've learned. Like food is just for nourishment. And yeah, sometimes it's to comfort. Sometimes it's for happiness. Yeah. And that's all okay. Like it's Absolutely. And, and yeah, and tracking your worst day, it, it shows you where you need to improve. Exactly. If you lie to yourself and don't track that, then where do you start your... Where do you start your change from? Because you you've lied yeah. to yourself. Like, and then you just yeah. keep going. You don't know where. Yeah. And it's yeah. just kind of like, um, like a like a snowball. Like it's just gonna get bigger and bigger until you explode. So why not just take the power out of it, track it? All right, whatever. It happens. It's life. Like, you can't be perfect every day, and it's gonna happen. So just track it and move on. And that's how I've learned it. And then if if I still have emotional attachment to it. I write, I write in a journal the emotions and I feel the emotions because half the time, that's what the main problem is. It's not what we put in our bodies. So it's all up here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's so, there's so much of a strong mental component to, to all of this. Uh, and there's, there's such a great opportunity to work on being healthy um, when we can dissociate from this massive thing we walk into WWF thinking that we just need to move the scale. Like the scale will be obedient if you exactly. learn how to love your body. And, and, and the thing is like, it's I've learned because I had a terrible relationship. I would get on that damn scale 20 million times a day and I would get on it after every meal and then, okay, that's a bad food because it went up too much. And I would start my day off every single day stepping on that thing and that stupid number would be like, all right, you can have a good day today. All right, you can have a bad day today. Yeah. Like, why are we doing that? It's just data. Like, yeah. data. It has nothing to do with who we are as a person. It's it's not powerful over us. And I kind of just, whatever. Like, it's just data. And we just move on from it. And, and we can gain for no reason. If I drink extra, I don't know, seltzer, it, you can gain weight from just that. And then the next day, it's yeah. gone. It's it's just it's silly, and I've learned yeah. like it's not important really, and it's just there, so we know that we're doing the right thing, but in a good relationship to the food, yeah. it has nothing to do with it. So I just kind of not let it have so much power over me. So you hit you hit WW goal? Yeah, I I hit it. Yeah, and, and then I hit it. I got lower, and then I got like to where I am now. So I'm in maintenance now yeah yeah so you're just like how how has that changed for you like with my ww coming out uh, last fall and that kind of stuff and and are you doing green i'm blue blue okay you're still blue. okay yeah. so how how has how has that changed like like your actual food like that you've you've done over the last two or three years like do you, do you have a plan like i see you know i see what you post on instagram and that kind of yeah. stuff and you're cooking and that kind of thing mm -hmm. so you obviously live with your husband and y'all cook some meals together and that kind of stuff yeah. so how how has how has your food like changed from where maybe what you used to eat three years ago 
Mm -hmm. uh, well, three years ago, I was eating like bare minimum and I was like had all these fear foods. And it's like amazing because even still today, I'm exploring like those foods that I was like, no, 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 too much power over me. Yeah. Like, and the amazing thing about tracking and WW, it, it takes that power out of it because it's really half the time it's all in our head. Like even for example, pasta, like I've just recently started incorporating that again in my life because it's something that I love but I put it like it was so no 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 when really it's not so bad if you look at it, it and it's something that like sometimes we need those whole grains and the carbs to fuel and feel full after a meal and it's just kind of the great thing about like I always love to meal plan and prep so like every I don't know my husband and I will sit down on Saturdays or Friday nights and we make our shopping list and we go shopping on Saturdays. But I always like to meal out, meal out, like write out the dinners for the week because yeah. then it kind of makes it easier to go from there. And then I prep like a different kind of proteins on the weekend just to have on hand for lunches. Like lunches is something I still work on because sometimes I can eat the same thing and then I get bored, which is another thing. If I get bored, then I emotionally eat after yeah but um it's just kind of like incorporating different things and i'm always now open for trying new things because i have like this new opportunity in life through recovery and i would tell myself no to so many things and it was like silly so now it's like i get this cool fun opportunity to try all these things and it's kind of fun and satisfying so the, the great thing about ww is i love like just that you can eat whatever you want and it's okay. And I've tried all three plans and um, what I like about blue for me right now, like I was on purple, but then during this quarantine thing, like I wasn't even eating enough of the um, zero point foods that was on that plan. So I had to switch back to blue because then I wasn't eating enough and I, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. So I want to try it again after this, when I am able to get to the food store more and, all that but I just like how we can have what we want and and it doesn't I don't know and I like the that you could change the plan because we're all different and yeah it, we're like and I always go back one of my therapists is like it's bio individuality like we're all different and we have to find what works for us yeah and that's the amazing thing about this program is there's no cookie cutter because no person is cookie cutter so you can change you could try you explore to find who you are as a person and i think that's the amazing part about it yeah absolutely absolutely and uh i was thinking about you like some of the growth that i've seen in you uh you know two or three years ago i, I know like maybe not everyone knows but like you typically on in the Christmas time, we'll do like this big, humongous baking yeah. day days <laughs> with, your, with your mom, like all tons <laughs> of like all this stuff. Yeah. So I wonder, I was just wondering, like two or three years ago, you come into that meeting, you're going to do all the cooking, but your mind says that almost all of this is off limits and I yeah. can't have it. And if oh, I yeah. did, I would have to get rid of it in a bad way <laughs> or whatever, you know, yeah. like unhealthily. And still yet, this year, you're able to do it. Surely you consume some of it, but you also said no to some of it. Yeah. And you do that from a strong, healthy, this is my choice. Exactly. Not, you know, so talk about like just being able to navigate through moments like that where what I love is the joy of it mm -hmm. was the actual doing of the fun thing with your mom, spending time with your mom, being able to make these these treats and give them away to people and that kind of stuff. Not just say like the. It's almost like you could have easily been making like gift baskets that didn't have food in them. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I've you're... been doing that since I'm five. Yeah. You know, we've just been baking. That's just something we've always done. And yeah. Like that's our gift to people. Everybody looks forward to it every year. And the sad thing is, like three and four years ago, when I was deep in my eating disorder it wasn't as joyful and it was more of like no 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 you can't touch any of this just give it to everybody restrict don't do this or if you're gonna do that it's terrible and I was in that like mindset and I couldn't fully be present with my mom and enjoy that memory that we've had since I was a child and it was kind of like yeah. I had to take like 
it's that this is what we look forward to every year and it was it's amazing like now in recovery to get that opportunity to bake with her and taste which ones i want and like you said i don't eat them all but i taste the ones that i want to because they're the new ones or the ones that i know what they taste like okay i don't need to have that one this year and it's yeah. so much more joyful because now when somebody asks me how it tastes, I can honestly tell them how it tastes and not be like, well, I don't know. I didn't eat it. And also when I told myself no, I would go home and then whole next week be binging on whatever because I was not satisfied. So it's like, give yourself yeah. what you want, satisfy and move on and find the joy in things. And sometimes food is there for joy and you don't have to eat all of them eat one and it's satisfying and it's delicious but it's also the memory that's tied to it that yeah the best part so it's just kind of like yeah i got to see it and even my mom like between last year and this year is like it's just so nice to have my daughter back during that so even i even the fact that she noticed the disconnect that i didn't have was kind of sad so it's nice to yeah. know like, okay i'm back like here i am i could bake and taste I and know. enjoy it yeah, matching T-shirts and all. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the four days where we get out. I love it. I love it. And you know, I, I really think that, that 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 behavior thing out there actually applies to all three tenants it, in the aspect of going in there and doing doing that hard work and figuring out what is the good of this and and holding on to it. And I know that I know there are people that for like for activity sake, they will they will put this activity on the shelf and say, no, that's not for me. And mm -hmm. and can list reasons why I, I can't, I don't want to, I don't enjoy that. But then later on, somehow they kind of get get pushed into it, or they reluctantly try it. And then over time, that thing that they once put in restriction and off limits, or not even restriction, just like yeah. distaste that it becomes something that is open to them and that curiosity and that creativity to actually navigate through. And, you know, on the mindset side of that, you're looking at actually just sitting there doing the mental work and saying, I want to break down what I'm doing with this behavior, what it is being I'm consuming and what I'm giving both. Like sometimes we need to like stop the consumption and like put our, put our hands up and be like, Nope, I don't need any of that. Like, that's not for me. I don't need to hear those words or whatever. And sometimes we're like, oh, I like that. I want more of that. Let me dig into that. And as we do those behaviors, we can get to the point to where we're actually making good, healthy choices for all of the areas of our life. We're saying, this is for me. I'm in that. That is not for me. And, and living in a content way with both choices. Yeah. And it's like, it's okay to say no to things. And it's okay to say yes. Like, yeah. it's just about finding ourselves, really. And that's the great thing about life is we always can explore and find who we are. And, and just, I, you know, like still am trying to find things that I love when I was in recovery and everything. I didn't know who I was. I just thought I was yeah. eating disorder told me. And when I got this whole, like, it was kind of like, you get this whole clear head. I'm able to like, well, what does Michelle like to do now yeah. that I have all this free space up there? And I'm still finding things that I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. Or I like that. Or I didn't know how much I liked going outside and looking at nature yeah. before. And it just like gives us that mindset of you can change that and you can find what you love. And no matter what stage you are, you just yeah. have to be open to it and want to explore. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's always healthy to like envision yourself. Like, I mean, for me, there was those thoughts and moments of being really big and, and you're sitting there and like maybe something happened during the day that made you hyperly aware of how you were. Uh, days where you had to do something that was hard or days when you got down on the ground and it hurt or all those things when I was real big. So you, you sit there and you, you want to daydream about what it would be like to be smaller. And I know for me, I definitely had a lot of daydreams where in my perfect daydream, I wasn't even as small as I am today. And still yet today, I have another 30, 40 pounds I would love to lose. 
I may or may not lose all that in the next year or two years. That's fine. As long as I continue doing what I'm doing, that, that, that is the happiness and the joy of being on this journey. But as we sit there in that moment and kind of do a deep dive on how we feel and how we understand those moments, I believe that is so healthy because mm -hmm. we start to create a path for the long journey because there's no quick fix. There isn't. There's no mental quick fix. We and have we to go through forever, periods yeah. of time of healing. Uh, even even if you only need to lose five pounds, if you don't do the six to eight months worth of healing that goes with you losing that amount, then that five is going to come back and go away and come back and go away mm -hmm. and come back and go away. It's yeah. the healing that happens in our thought processes and our behavior change and, our, and that kind of stuff and the healthy habits that we're replacing bad habits uh, that that healing has a has a longer time growth ramp than the actual number going down the scale and i think there's a lot of people that that maybe come to ww and really want a quasi quick fix because we all know that if you come in and you follow the plan and you do it you will lose weight exactly pretty quickly in the beginning it may slow down a little bit along the way but that's one thing that I that I really always push people is like you have to start digging in to, to, to the point to where you realize that behavior is the cry of an unmet need. And your unmet need is not eating. Because exactly. eating got you to where you didn't want to be, not to where you need to be. So exactly. we got to change the behavior so that eating right gets you to where you want to be. And that's a total flop. That's, just, that's mm -hmm. just changing it all up. Oh, and it's kind of like you have to unlearn and relearn. Like Kind of like teach yourself, yeah. you have to teach yourself all these new things and looking at it in a different perspective and just, I don't know, I always think like now that it's really, we don't even fuel our bodies with just the food we eat, it's everything around us. So we have to make sure all yeah. that stuff is healthy too and in balanced and because if that's not in balance, the stuff around us and how do we expect the stuff that we choose to put into our bodies to be in balance and fuel us because everything's interconnected even though we might not think it is so we just have to find that yeah. balance with everything in life yeah absolutely i mean like for the on the the micro smallest level that you could possibly imagine i can't imagine much of a small level for the for the weight loss for a single day, it could come down to one decision, and it come, could come down to whether or not, at the end of the day, you eat a protein bar at seven thirty at night. You may need it, you may feel it, you may want it, but when 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 am I going to establish a path in my day that stops me from doing that? If I if I can make a logical logical determination that that's not good, how many different ways can I set my path? So that I don't do that behavior, no, and and that and that is a good behavior. It is a good yeah. behavior to eat a protein bar and fuel your body. So, but how do we do that? And there's so many different ways. It could be pre-tracking that and putting that in place so that it's already planned, so it's there. You could put it could be in the aspect of instead of coming home a little bit frustrated or sad. I make a phone call and I talk to that one that I love. And now I walk into that environment to where it's time to eat that protein bar. And my body is not telling me I'm hungry. My body is telling me something different. It's telling me I'm happy. I'm content. I'm, I need, you know, those kind of things. So I, that's just two examples of ways that you can get to the, to the better result. And, and it's not always like, is what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to get to say is we're not all being chased down by a Big Mac at nine o'clock at night. Exactly. You know, that is not our demon. Mm -hmm. it's like yeah. it's also like the habits that we build like and it's like learning what works and what doesn't for us and like some days you know maybe your lunch wasn't big enough and that's why yeah makes sense yeah. or you're missing something like i've learned like i have to kind of wait did i eat enough like healthy fats am i incorporating enough carbs because if i don't do that during the day then i'm going to be craving all that stuff at night so yeah Yeah, I, I feel like that it, it's for us to get to the point where we realize the success. It's back. I'm back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know my what thing, was going on. Maybe it's been a little wonky. I think froze for a second. I was yeah. Like, oh, no, What's weird is like most of the time my picture doesn't do this. 
Uh, yeah, most of the time my picture doesn't like buffer. It's always the guest. So I don't know, really. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's just crazy. But what I was going to say was there's an opportunity for success to be implanted in our day from the moment we wake up. Exactly. Like you can set the tempo of your day at that point and you can renegotiate and reset your tempo all day. It's not always fixing the problem at the end of the day. Exactly. And I a lot know. of that, a lot of that success builds healthy habits so that when the, when the road turns, we don't go off track every time. Like we're exactly. able to navigate a turn and make it safely on the other side and continue on. Even though we know the road will not always be safe and straight and bump, exactly. you know, like you know, uh, bump free, we're yeah. going to have hiccups. It's just how do we how do we recover from that? And that's mm -hmm. that the healthy habits. If you can paint your day full of healthy habits, your success will ramp up uh, exponentially. I believe. Yeah, and like you said, like you could start off like just in the morning. Like even now, I every morning I love to write while I have my breakfast and just write what I'm grateful for, what I want to focus on for the day. What am I going to let go for the yeah. day? Sometimes it's like, I'm going to let go of my sadness today. And I'm just going to do three things for myself today. And that just sets the tone for me. And I then can see the positive in every day, no matter what, what happens. And yeah. I just find like, we have that opportunity, not even you need an afternoon check and be like, Hey, what am I grateful for? Is it like, to just keep changing that tone and seeing the positive. And there is good, even though it seems like we're stuck in this big rut right now, like there is good in the world and we just have to look for it. And that's a great thing about everything is we're not stuck. And even when we feel like we're stuck with our eating and everything, we're not stuck. We can always get out of it. We just have to do the work. And sometimes it's yeah. hard to do the work, but you have to want it to, to kind of get it. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I occasionally will go through, and I've, I've done this a long time ago, but kind of look at everything in a microscope on, in, on your life and be like, what do I not need to do? What do I always do that is not beneficial? Like, and for me, a lot of that was like, maybe the route that I would drive somewhere to do something because I was always stopping at gas stations, like just go a different way, like break up the, the monotony yeah. of that routine, that unhealthy habit and put in a new one. The new one is I'm going to drive this way. Maybe it's two, two extra miles further, but I don't go by that place where it always it's is convenient awesome. for me. That's on the right side of the road. It's easy to pull in and stop and run in quick and that kind of stuff. Eliminate or change or just, just buffer your pattern. Uh, a lot of that can be with food. It can be with how you think about things. If, if, if you are constantly every certain day of the week having a meeting with somebody that causes you frustration, well, like, see if you can opt out of that meeting or whatever, you know, make, make a choice to, to, to say those words that will disarm the, the hard situation. There's so many opportunities where we can put forth a little bit of effort and there's also opportunities where we don't need to try so hard or try a little bit too hard. You know, uh, that's, I've shared with you my, uh, someone that we know that has written a book called Try Softer. Mm -hmm. And there's so much knowledge in that. And I haven't even read the whole thing. I've read like the first five chapters, I think. Yeah. But so much great stuff of like, like there's a lot of opportunities in life where we just need to back off and be like, well, exactly. I'm, I'm trying to make this happen. And it may even supposed to happen, but uh, there's there's space for it to happen in its own time if, exactly. it's, meant, if it's meant for me you know uh, a lot of, a lot of things we we think are meant for us because we walk into it with some sort of uh, thinking that we deserve it and maybe it's not and, and and especially if we're sacrificing the better for just something that's just good yeah I know and it's just kind of like we can't control everything either and sometimes we have all this we take up all this energy to try to control it and it's just kind of we just have to let it be and just control the things we can so by pre-tracking we can control that we can control if we move that day we can control what we're cooking we can control if we're going to take a walk yeah we can't control these big huge things like we think we want to all the time yeah just just take it one little thing and build upon that little thing and eventually things just become clearer for us and it's never going to become easy and we always have to work for it 
It's just what's going to make it easier for us and clearer and happier and yeah. to find that joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I said, I think earlier this week, I said like one decision multiplied can, can lead to true life change and, and exactly. totally change the outcome of our future. So I think yeah. we have about a minute and 15 oh. seconds left. So this oh, means yes. you get the opportunity to ask me any questions that you might have. And I, again, I want to say thank you for coming on again. It's, it's always a blessing to get to talk to you. Uh, we talk every day, no matter what, but uh, it, it, it's just, uh, you're just the biggest blessing to me and so inspiring to, to get to know you. So ask me some question. All right, well, what is something that you look forward to each day for like self-care that like, it's just something you know that's scheduled into your day that you need? Well, I'm a napper. So mm -hmm. it really helps me to be productive in all aspects. Like uh, for, for one, like, it's been a little bit crazy with people home during lunchtime. Yeah, exactly. So it, you yeah. feel a little bit guilty, like going in and taking a nap. I have made it a priority several times to do it, but like I do so much better if I get that little power nap in there. So making sure I do that. Yeah. And when I we used to work out driving the roads, I would stop and pull off the side of the road and take a 15 minute nap in the truck. And like the rest of the day and how I respond to people is better when I do that. So just making sure that I, yeah. I diagnose that, Oh, I need a little, I need a little rest. I need a little restart. Sometimes I start my afternoon with coffee and then from there, it's just all uh, run and gun. But Hey family, what a great episode. Such fun to be with Michelle and hear of her story. She is such an inspiration and a true WW person who has learned to overcome all the obstacles set before her. So if you want to follow Michelle and you're inspired by her, get her on the gram at flourishing Michelle underscore. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the WW Phil podcast, your guide to feel good. This podcast is not sponsored or affiliated with WW or any other brand. All statements and opinions on this show are those of Phil alone. Those who follow the WW program can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Phil has lost weight on a prior program and continues to use WW.